Bitcoin FOMO. Bitcoin FOMO. Bitcoin FOMO. Bitcoin FOMO. Brooklyn in the house. Bitcoin. SF in the house. FOMO. Houston in the house. Bitcoin FOMO. Bitcoin FOMO. Everybody feel a little lighter on their feet today now that oh my they gosh. might actually end in the green. Feel lighter, a little lighter in my digital wallet today, bro. Feel like the strength in your hands come back. Oh, that's always there, dude. It's a little too strong. <laughs> that, that grip is a little too strong. <laughs> bro, I was, I was, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I was freaking out a little bit last night. That was crazy. Man. What do you mean lie to it? We were all on the call together and you were like freaking out on the call with us. I'm talking about I'm talking about to the people out there, man. Uh, I'm, not gonna, I'm not trying to lie to the people out there. I'll lie to you, Sean, all day. Yo, the people are feeling you, man. Tony, Tony threw up his set in, the, in those price numbers. <laughs> he saw six K. I'll fuck a Bitcoin up right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bring me Roger Ver. Bro, but for real, funny enough, give though. Fake, you, give me that fake Bitcoin Jesus right now, dude. He's not doing his job. Bro, but Sean, Sean actually got in talking about like put your setup on it. Like the price, the dip was going so hard, you just flexed on it, dude. <laughs> yeah, that, dude. Let's talk about Sean's buying. Yeah, Sean's I had some fucking epic, epic limit buys that I. Kind of have forgot about in GDAX slash kind of were just like, eh, if they hit, they hit. I put um, from weeks ago Bitcoin at 6,000. I put like four Litecoin at 101. And I put like 0.8 ETH at $600. And like, I forget when it was, but it was like a couple months ago. And like, you know, stuff was coming down and everybody's like, nah, it's never going to go down that low. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. I'll just leave it. And then woke up this morning and I like, I saw the news. I saw you guys posting in Slack and like some other like forums. And I was like, oh shit, I bet my, my GDAX limits that I forgot about hit. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I have my screen shared right now. So maybe you can see this, but <laughs> Sean bought Bitcoin here. Right here. That's where he bought Bitcoin. You can't get a better buy than that. Bottom Ethereum, he bought it right here, <laughs> right there. And Litecoin, dude, it doesn't even show anything as low as like it doesn't even show the wick getting that low. But I'm yeah. on Bitfinex here, so maybe Coinbase. So, dude, all across the three coins, kudos, kudos to Sean, dude. dude that's you, a know how, you know how to pick those bottoms, bro. You know how to pick them, man. <laughs> just, just set it and forget it. Dude, um, can you start offering Udemy courses on how to buy the dip? Because yeah, I'll pay. <laughs> Um, dude, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna fight. Uh, what's his face? Ty Lopez. Knowledge. <laughs> you want to know how I made these Bitcoin buys? Knowledge. <laughs> Read the book a day inside his Lambo. But that's how. That's how he does it. Don't put gas in that bitch. But he reads a book in it. What do you um, know, you guys? Yeah. So. Apart from me making epic fucking limit buys, what actually turned this fucking thing around? I mean, not that it's like we're back to normal, but like what 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 brought it out of the gutter? 
this uh Giannopoulos, what's his name yeah uh oh. well, what is the guy's name it's john carlo john carlo i'm thinking of the guy from like the trump russia connection <laughs> yeah so john carlo of the cftc i mean some bullish comments on crypto uh, in general. So one of them that I think a lot of people took a note of was him saying that, you know, if we continue growing and the tone was like that pretty much the expectation is to continue growing strong, uh, that by 2020, we'd be at 20 trillion us dollars in market cap for crypto. And I mean, we were just running the numbers before the call, like to put that into perspective, that's over 60 times from where we are now. So that was obviously like a very bullish comment. And then, I mean, the rest of the tone, like just to summarize from my perspective was, hey guys, you know, we have something really big here. It's grown a lot. There's a lot of investment money is moving in. And we're like, I, some of the language that was used was like, we're gonna need to put our hands around it. And we're gonna need to work together to, you know, start, I guess, regulating this, you know, and, and but, most of the talks on regulation were um, focused on the SEC doing what, you know, what their service to the public should be, which is protecting investors. So a lot of it was just around security tokens, ICOs, scams, um, exchange hacks, and how to protect investors from that. From those yeah. Things. It seemed like they kind of wanted, from his comments at least, not that he represents the SEC or that, you know, it'll be made in his favor or whatever. But like from his comments, it, he said something else about like, it's our responsibility. Like millennials are interested in this. Like they're the new generation. Like we shouldn't like overtly attack them as like individual investors in like a new technology just because like we don't understand it. Yeah. <clears throat> and like all also- they want to go after are the big ICOs of $4 billion industry of people just not alerting the SEC of their their, raising money and fundraising and selling selling stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, honestly, there is an issue there and I, I can see it from like the regulatory perspective too that one thing is to have a utility token, a cryptocurrency that you can exchange for value and it has it has some utility um, according to the technology. Another thing is to invest in something um, that claims to be this, but really it's, it's, it's like buying a secure, it's, it's you're buying the promise of future returns. And that's what a lot of the ICOs are. It's, they don't have a real, like a lot of times they don't have a block explorer. They don't actually have, you know, a coin out even, mm-hmm. or like any in, in, innovative technology. I mean, a lot of the scam coins, like that that wasn't, yeah. the utility of the scam coin was like, hey, buy, it, buy the scam coin and you can trade it for like a scam loan. <laughs> like yeah. that was the utility. One scam cat. So, I, I mean, I get it, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm the last person rooting for regulation, but I, I mean, it's, it's needed at some point, as long as we have these governing bodies, I think they should do something about things like yeah, that. Yeah, also, because they, because they also haven't said that they're not going to regulate it, like, there's always going to be FUD 
that regulation will crush it because there's no official stance on what they're going to do. So, I mean, more than likely it's going to be some type of regulation, but like it is in our favor for some type of information to come out so that the news can stop like running away with like, cause, cause that's like a, that's a good stories, right? Is like, Oh, the government's just going to come out and like one day it's all just going to evaporate. And like, you're going to feel like an idiot and your money's going to be gone. And that's holding like a lot of people back from like getting in. Yeah. I think that's one of the, I mean, between that and China's banning Bitcoin again, like those are like, and they work every time, dude, like it's crazy. But like, that's, I mean, I, I get the cause for concern too. Cause it's like, if dude, if like a big economic superpower just said, Hey, we're not going to mess with Bitcoin anymore. That'd be terrible for cryptocurrencies as would, you know, harsh regulation. But I don't know. I think these things are like, everyone knows the regulation is coming. That's priced in. Everyone knows that like, China's not going to actually like, stop everyone like they can't stop everyone from trading crypto or doing what they want yeah you know? i mean there's only so much that can be regulated in the nature of uh cryptocurrency so i think i think these two main things are to john yeah. carlin for slaying I mean, but that, the, that wasn't really that, that that didn't like drive the price like just that that whole meeting because the night like last night they released the the written statements, which were pretty favor- favorable. And that's when the prices started fucking shitting the bed. Like that was the real scary shit. It was overnight. And then- yeah, yeah I, I think it would be a mistake to say, like, honestly, I think it would be a mistake to say any news. Like th- markets are so much more complex than fucking news. So mm-hmm. like every time a new article comes out, like some editor out there is trying to link, you know, it's the, what do you call it? Um, confirmation bias like you're trying to link what's happening in the markets with news but like news is like a factor maybe with the price movements but like i mean the reality is like prices sold off so damn low that there's tons of support once you got down to six thousand dollars there's tons of support of people buying up right there and the asian what happened it looks like last night asian markets dumped off and continue to dump off through the night and we woke up and we started buying, dude. That's that's what it looks like happened to me. Everybody else's sleeper limit buys just started hitting. <laughs> all, the, all the Sean's out there were like straight holding the line at 6K. Dude. <laughs> the we're out there in the trenches, guys. It's a bloodbath. We got our buys at 6K. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, anyway, shout out to John Carlo. Go follow that guy on Twitter. This morning he had five thousand Twitter followers. Now he's a Reddit superstar, pushing twenty k. Oh, dude, that was the best. Some of those, some of those, some of those memes going around. Oh, he's gonna be a meme god from now on. <laughs> what about uh, news? Segwit, uh, Coinbase tweeted out today that Segwit's coming in a few weeks. So that's that's good. Yeah. We all know how good their timelines go. They could, they could like drop it tomorrow or in two months. Wonder what that will do to the entire like Bitcoin economy. Because like Coinbase is a huge exchange, but like would they have that large of an effect on the entire network? Um, 
don't know, for those that don't know, SegWit is a technology that basically allows more transactions to go through on each block of the blockchain. So it reduces transaction fees and allows um, transactions to complete quicker. GDAX has 5% of the trading volume for the last 24 hours for, for Bitcoin. So, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to fucking flip it, on, flip it on his head, but, you know, that, that's a decent percentage. Yeah, yeah I don't, I think that it's just like, it's more legitimizing um, SegWit as a scanning yeah. solution. So it, it's doing that. It's recently, I think like the big news was like SegWit went up to like 20% adoption across mm -hmm. wallets from 10. So this probably would be like, now it's going to 25 from 20 or something like that. Yeah. Or, or maybe even more, because I think Coinbase is like very, like the user base is very wide. So a lot of times when you hear like, Coinbase is like this huge exchange. I think that the user numbers are actually very, very large. There's like 13 million Coinbase users. Most of them have a fraction of a Bitcoin and that's it. You know, or, so, or they bought one Litecoin because they could get a lot of it. Yeah, they, they bought $25 worth of Bitcoin and they changed their IG to like crypto trader, business traveler, whatever. You know? Knowledge. Those get, we're on to you guys. We're on to you with your little crypto trader IGs. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it definitely legitimizes SegWit, which has been around, like people could have been adopting it for a while, but you know, now other exchanges will be pressured to integrate it as well. And then once SegWit, SegWit is more available, there might be some incentive to legitimize the Lightning Network as well. Supposedly it makes, um, one of the problems with the Lightning Network is that it shifts some of the responsibility of security to the individual like markets that have off-chain um, transactions. So I think this reduces some of that need so that the Lightning mm -hmm. network, network is sort of like inherently more secure. Yeah, that, Which, that's that's a big one. When, when that when that starts when that launches, that that'll be a big fucking news. Yeah, but like I don't know. I just I don't know how that's going to actually play out because Bitcoin developers aren't like actively like advertising and like pushing for the Lightning Network. Like, it doesn't seem like they're against it, but like it's it's a separate thing, and that doesn't seem to be, like be the scaling solution to Bitcoin. Um, I mean, I'm all for the Lightning Network. It, it helps our boy Satoshi Light. You know, come out there on top with the. That's your boy, Silver. He, he, he exit scammed you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bag holder for Litcoin. <laughs> you know, um, hey, I get maybe our viewers too, but I get confused over something, Sean. Like, what is the difference between the Lightning Network and cross chain atomic swaps? I think that the Lightning Network allows you to do cross-chain atomic swaps with Litecoin. Okay, because I see, like, cross-chain atomic swaps, like, that definitely will be, a, like, a very big thing, too, right? Because it's taking, like, security risk away from coin hold. Like, they're not going to have to make those exchanges in a third party. Like, they're direct between you and whoever else is exchanging. They're instant. They're free. There's no fee. So... Imagine trading like a thousand bitcoins for like seventy-five thousand Litecoins mm -hmm. for free. 
no fees. Yeah, so I think it, from if my understanding is correct, like cross chain atomic swaps is like a feature, and then like Lightning Network is like a third party technology that allows you to do that feature with Bitcoin. Sounds complicated, dude. Give me my B cash. Where's my B cash? Where's my B cash? Bitcoin cash, bro. Get it right. We're fucking sorry. B cash is a better brand. <laughs> um, we we, we want to wrap up soon, but speaking of like legitimizing crypto in general, is a Super Bowl commercial, Ameritrade advertising their Bitcoin futures coming out, or like it currently. You can trade Bitcoin futures through Ameritrade, which is, and they put they spent like three million dollars on a Super Bowl ad to tell everybody about that. Those commissions are juicy, huh? <laughs> How many uh, people watch the Super Bowl? That that's, I mean, like half the probably got to be like the biggest exposure. Oh, one hundred percent. Like that. That's that's like every year. It's the highest rated what it, like thing yeah. every. Like, apart from just, like, some general news statement or whatever, like, a pro, like, pro in terms of, like, on the side of, like, making Bitcoin look good and, like, advertising and pushing it as, like, an option of something that people should do, like, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. So, on exposure. Anyway, if you bought in at 20K and, you, and you, your hands are hurting, I mean, it's looking up today. Yeah, that's all you can really get with fucking cryptos like today. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens in the Asian markets in three in like three hours. But yeah. at this moment in time, like you're doing good. The homie Giancarlo looking out. Yep. We get back to twenty k instead of hold on for dear life. I'm gonna sell on for dealer dear life. Dottle, bro. Dottle. <laughs> <laughs> Sean came up with that like ten minutes ago, and it's fucking awesome. I love Hod it. Hoddle till you saddle, bro. Hoddle till you saddle. It's my personal mood. Uh, all right, all right, boys. It was a pleasure. Everybody out One there. One thing before we go. Mm. If I was a user, if I was a viewer of this of this YouTube page, what would you want me to do when I was done viewing? Uh, smash the shit out of the subscribe button. Wow, where is that subscribe button? It's right down uh, there. I don't know. I know it's red though. I don't it's know. It's big and it's red and it's totally hey. smashable. Hey, yeah. what what color is that bell? The little bell, little bell. It's, I think uh, it's like, is that beige? Light gray. Oh, it's like a light. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Even if you're colorblind, just fine. We'll help you. <laughs> just comment below and we'll, we'll guide you. <laughs> oh man! All right, Sean, you want you want to you want to 